1: And welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's August 11th. It's 2020. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate, and I'm joined by my buddy Tim Buell, Tasteful Tides in the DFS streets. How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you, Stevie? I'm peachy, man. I'm... Um, it's a Tuesday, you know, getting, getting back to my normal weekly routine here and, um, you know, just enjoying some baseball. So... Um, Looking like it's going to be a pretty good slate here. So, this one's interesting. Like, I feel like um, Monday we had a lot of different ways to get off of some of the chalky options. Um, It might not be as easy on this slate. So, we'll talk about that as we're going here. Um, You ready to get rocking? We have a lot of games to get through. Yeah, I'm ready. As the eight-game regular season is coming to an end, teams are still jockeying for the final few playoff spots. And while the players are bringing – The action on the court. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is bringing the action to you with huge fantasy contests every day. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players so they know a thing or two about a big payday. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball is easy to play. Just pick eight players and stay under the salary cap and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test and to compete for a share of a million dollars. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes for this week's Daily Fantasy Contest. The promo code GRIND to get a shot of a million dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Please see DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's do it. Uh, we start here. With the Baltimore Orioles and the Philadelphia Phillies, Alex Cobb against Zach Wheeler. Um, Any interest here in Alex Cobb? Alex Cobb is really Babbitt dependent. Uh, He doesn't have a high K
2: rate, and uh, I don't – I mean, he could get away with it, but at 7,200, I think I'll pass on this big slate.
1: Yeah, not someone that um, I like either, Um, you know, just kind of – Looking overall on the slate, he's not someone that I feel like has um, a ton of upside um, in general. So he's super cheap at 7,200 for, you know, he has some upside at times. But, you know, you definitely more of like want like a right-handed heavy lineup. You got Harper, you got D, you got Jay Bruce, you got a few other lefties in this lineup. So probably not going to play Cobb here. Um, any interest here in Zach Wheeler? For me, uh, with Wheeler, yeah, it's a, it's a good
2: matchup for Wheeler, but there's just guys around him that we'll get to later later in the in the show uh, that are around the same price that I like a lot better. For for me, it's kind of just a price thing that I, I just like other guys more.
1: He, man, like he's 9,900. I like Bundy. I like Scherzer. You know, I don't even hate like maybe like Mike Miner in this price range. It's just. I feel like there's so many options in this range that, like, um, I don't think I can. I don't think I can pull the the trigger here on on Zach Wheeler. Um, it's not his bats. K, anything standing up? Oh, go ahead.
2: No, no, his his K rate just isn't quite high enough. I feel like for the price, with guys like Scherzer and, and Bundy right there, and, and even guys like Miner against the Mariners, like you said, it's just I don't. I think they are just better plays around that same spot.
1: Yeah, uh, I just don't see, like, Wheeler, I don't know. Maybe, like, when I, like, dig into this matchup more, maybe I have more interest in Wheeler, like, overall. Because, like, I don't love really any of the bats for Baltimore, like, at all. Um, So, maybe when I dig into the matchup, I just hate the price. Um, But maybe, maybe, we'll see. Um, Phillies against Cobb, any interest here in the Phillies bats?
2: I mean, you could always look to a guy like JT Realmuto, but I mean, he is fifty-two hundred, so that's that's real, real, real pricey. I mean these these guys are these guys are priced real high. Um, obviously, like I said, Cobb is Babbitt dependent, so I mean, he's going to give up a lot of contact. Um, I just I think they're a little priced a little too high for me.
1: All right, yeah, like I feel like the stacks in play. You can always stack against, like, Alex Cobb. I never hate, like...
2: Absolutely. You can definitely always stack against Alex Cobb. I totally agree with that.
1: Like, but I don't see myself, like... Like, Harper is always an interesting one-off. McCutcheon, Hoskins. Like, they're interesting one-offs. But, like, if I'm overall looking at this spot, I, I feel like it's more of, like, a stack. Because Harper's expensive. Like, Hoskins and McCutcheon and these guys are super affordable. They haven't been off to the best starts to the season, but... It is Alex Cobb, so you never really know what you're going to get. Um, so the stacks in play: Braves and Yankees. Tiki, Tukey Toussaint against Jordan Montgomery. Um, any any interest here in Tuki Toussaint?
2: Toussaint looked pretty decent, but I just I think against the Yankees and you know he's 8100. I, I think that's a stay away from me.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. All overall, I think that. He's a guy that is really talented. It's just he might be too early. Here's the thing with Tuki Tosan. If this come out, if this lineup comes out like super right-handed heavy, that is when like he becomes like a large field tournament play because nobody's going to play him in general. So if it, this lineup comes out super right-handed heavy, like for some reason like um you know, maybe Hicks gets the day off or something, like I'm not Uber worried about like Totschman. he's a guy that strikes out a bunch. So like if this lineup comes out super right-handed heavy, I feel like then you could take a shot on maybe like playing some Tuki Tusan. And like these large field like there was a tournament on Fanduel on Monday that was 300k and 100k to first place. So like those are the types of tournaments that you play like a Tuki and you hope that you get like his massive ceiling game.
2: Yeah, some of these GPPs are so top heavy that you can take risks on guys like that. I'm I'm fine with that play.
1: Um, Jordan Montgomery on the other side here, uh, we've seen a mixed bag from Montgomery, you know, kind of coming back from injury here really hasn't had like a dominating performance. You know, he pitched good against Boston, um, but really got roughed up by Philly last time out. Um, Atlanta a really good offense and they have a ton of right-handed bats. I'm going to probably pass on Montgomery here.
2: Yeah. We haven't had much of a sample on Montgomery since 2017. Um, uh, I, I really like, uh, Ronald Acuna. Uh, for the Braves, uh, I think he's a – I'll definitely be using him in a lot of my GPP lineups tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Let's talk Braves hitters because I, I'm i much more interested in the Braves side, like Acuna, Ozuna, Travis Darno, or, like, they might play Darno and Flowers here. Um, Austin Riley, like, there's a lot – Adam Duvall, there's a ton of power righties that can beat Montgomery here.
2: I even really like uh, Freddie, you know, with the short porch at Yankee Stadium, you know, 315 down the line. I I know, you know, Montgomery's a lefty, but, you know, I really, you know, I wouldn't mind Freddie at all tomorrow.
1: Yeah, because if you're not really expecting to go deep, you know, I think that is definitely, you know, in play. The thing, okay, so anytime, like this is the same conversation we have with the Brewers all the time. Anytime you're looking at a potential stack against this Yankees team, your stack has to go off early because if it gets – if it's a close game and you get to that bullpen, your stack's not doing anything in the eighth or ninth against the Yankees' bullpen. I hate to tell you, like, it, back in the day when Rivera was here, you know, early days of DFS, like, it was always the worry of, like, stacking against it because you weren't getting anything late. That's
2: right. And, you know, that's I think that's why I would rather just take a guy like Acuna uh, and just take, you know, one or two bats rather than a full stack.
1: Um, Yankees bats. I respect the talent from Tuki Tassant. I think he has some really good stuff against righties. This might be a day that, like, I just pass on the Yankees.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to have a lot of Yankee exposure.
1: But you like look at the prices too. Like Judge, sixty three hundred. I know he's just on a in insane stretch. Um, but like DJ Lemayhew's expensive. Um, Ursula is expensive. Gary Sanchez is one for for a million. Like. We didn't we're not getting any discount on the guys that I really want to play here.
2: yeah, I think this is a spot where you just you know if the Yankees beat you they beat you I mean it's obviously they're an extremely talented group, but i I just don't see myself paying for these these guys tomorrow
1: All right, moving on uh, I'm sorry I was thrown off like we had a package it's nine o'clock at night and like a package delivered to the house and like it was just it was throwing me off. Uh, Cubs and Indians, John Lester, Adam Plutko. Um, Listen, John Lester, I've respected the fact that, like, he's going to pitch to contact now and, like, he's trying to throw ground balls, and I get it. Like, that's fine. Like, you know, but there is zero chance, zero chance that John Lester makes any of my lineups at 9,200 against Cleveland.
2: Yeah, that he is priced way too high to even consider tomorrow. I won't be touching Lester at all.
1: Yeah, just this is like this is the spot. This is the spot you just fade him. Like you don't have to play Cleveland. That's fine. You can just avoid this whole situation. And I get that. It's just I'm not playing Lester, who's he has an 11% K rate on the season. 21%, you know, since the start of last season, but 11% on the season. He's pitching to contact. Um, Adam Plutko on the other side, Plutko has slight strikeout ability against righties, but overall, this is a 5.3 XFIP, 17% K guy that most of the time throws fly balls.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he is priced pretty nice, but I, I just there are other guys down here at the bottom that I prefer. I think he's okay if you wanted to stack up cores and maybe throw in Scherzer, but I I don't think he's going to be a primary play for me.
1: No, there's just – there's, like, no way that I'm playing him in the spot. There, like, no way. Um, there's not a lot of options down here today. But give me Anthony Banda at minimum set, like, 5,200, the, the cheapest guy on the slate if I'm just going to go on and full-on punt down here. Maybe, like, Limblum, like, one of these guys that maybe get there. I just – Plutko doesn't have the case stuff um Cubs are interesting today like I don't think the Cubs are going to be like a popular stack um you know Plutko's not going to go out here and blow the ball by any of these like heavy hitters like Schwarber or um these power guys what are your thoughts here on the Cubbies
2: I mean you could always you could always go with Schwarber um I'm you know kind of waiting for them to you know, have an explosion game, you know, there's, there's Ian hat too down at the bottom that people, you know, people tend to not play. Uh, I really like Anthony Rizzo against Plutko. Um, I don't think the Cubs are going to be, uh, uh, you know, a primary play for me.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to actually like, this might be like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get through the stack a little bit more, but, or like through the slate a little bit more, but I like stacking against Adam Plutko. So we'll see. Um, We'll see. Uh, as far as Cleveland goes, like, you can always play, like, Ramirez or Santana, either Santana or Reyes or Luplo um, against, like, right, left-handed pitching.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Or even a guy like Santana. Uh, but, I again, I think, you know, Lester's obviously not a guy that we're going to pitch, but I don't think we actually have to pick on him either.
1: And, like, we, we – we get so, like, concentrated on, like, ownership sometimes. Like, if there was ever a day – Monday was the day that we thought, like, Arizona was going to be, like, this massive chalk, and they were still in, like, the teens. And, like – I was stunned
2: about I was stunned about that, Stevie.
1: <sighs> so, like, we get so caught up in ownership sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes you just have to play the the numbers and the, the stats that kind of stand out, so – um White Sox and Tigers it's Gio Gonzalez against Tyler Anderson or Alexander sorry um any interest here in Gio Gonzalez
2: uh not not particularly I mean you get what you get out of Gio I mean it's it's the it's the walks that are the tilting part about Gio you know he's he's a he's a so-so pitcher in a plus matchup but I just I don't think that tomorrow's the or tomorrow's the spot for him
1: Yeah I'm I'm right there with you I I think Unless he comes in at like sub five percent ownership, then maybe you can roll the dice on him a little bit. Um, because like there are a lot of strikeouts here. They're a little bit this team's a little bit better against left handed pitching than they are against right handed pitching, but overall, strikeouts wise, like we're looking at a projected lineup with the lowest guy at nineteen point five percent um strikeout rate. So the upside is certainly okay for geo. Um Tyler Alexander on the other slate here. This guy is very good against lefties and has nothing for righties. Like, he, he just doesn't have that out pitch uh, against right-handed hitters. Um, and as a lefty, usually lefties are good with a strikeout pitch to have a 95-plus fastball with a good changeup, and, like, he doesn't have either one of those things.
2: Yeah, and Tim Anderson, I believe, is going to be back in the lineup. So He's that's supposed really- to be back, yep. Yep, so that's really going to hurt uh, Alexander's uh, uh, equity tomorrow. Uh, uh, story about Alexander is that he did set the uh, record for consecutive strikeouts in a relief appearance with nine. So he uh, definitely mowed down the uh, the Reds the other day. So
1: good for him. He has a cool last name. That's the name of my son. Um, so that that's the only thing he has <laughs> that's going cool. for him. Um, Listen, when I'm looking at the White Sox here, Anderson's coming back. You already mentioned him. They have Jimenez. They got E5. They have Grindall. it would be interesting to see, like, do they catch Grindahl or do they let James McCann face the lefty? Um, assuming that E5 is back. If E5 is still out, um, like, he was available as a pinch hitter on Monday. So maybe, like, he's back in the lineup here. If that like they'll have to decide which catcher they're going to play because McCann has been playing a little bit with Grandal, so
2: yeah, the white the White Sox are so Could get so right handed heavy. I mean, this is I think one of the best uh, you know I guess cheaper stacks you could do you could do on the slate.
1: Yeah, because you got Luis Robert who has he's been really solid against lefties and he's fast, so like he gives you some stolen base upside. So. Chicago is a team that I'm definitely looking at here, but um don't play the lefties. If they even have a lefty in the lineup. They might not even have a lefty in the lineup.
2: Yeah, like, I don't I don't think I don't think they
1: will. Not a good spot for Alexander. Um <laughs> Any interest in the Detroit Bats?
2: I uh, I think they're a pretty pretty easy pass. I mean, you can always go with a guy like, you know, CJ Crone. I guess. He got
1: hurt Monday. Oh, he did. He might I not didn't. even be in the lineup. Oh, okay. I just I read that.
2: that. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, with him out of the lineup, that hurts quite a bit. No, I. It actually helps Geo. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, he hurt it left knee injury or something during Monday's game, so he might be out. So that actually probably bumps up Geo. Yeah, you could play maybe Jonathan Scope as a one-off, maybe.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there are guys that you could use for a potential punt for if you really needed salary relief against Geo.
1: Uh, National's and Mets, Max Scherzer, Rick Porcello. Um, I will say, check Weather Edge on this game. Like I looked at Weather Edge when I was like doing my research, and like I had GPP tags and Lineup HQ on Monday, and like I ended up writing up Washington because of the weather. And uh, they're making me and Kevin Roth look good because they have 14 runs right now in the the sixth <laughs> inning. So, um, so check the weather in this one. Make sure like Roth. I I messaged Roth like privately, and he's like. It was, like, literally perfect hitting weather. So, um, listen, let's talk Scherzer. Left the last start after one inning with a hamstring injury. If Max says he's good, I trust him. Like, there's no reason to not trust Max Scherzer. This is a dude that will go 100-plus pitches when he's pitching well. He's. It's not even close to me. Like he's the number one option on this slate. Pay up for Max Scherzer. Like, am I crazy for trusting this, or should we just? This is be what we're doing.
2: I mean, absolutely, you have to pick pitchbacks tomorrow. I mean, he. You know, he's he's only nine hundred more than Zach Wheeler. He should be. I don't know, eighteen hundred, two thousand more than Wheeler. I mean, that I feel like Max is way too cheap.
1: Yep. Yeah. Like maybe he's priced it down a little bit just because of like
2: potentially and, and leaving I, I, yeah and i think that people might be scared of that but like you said i don't they wouldn't send him out there he wouldn't go back out there if he wasn't ready to go
1: they wouldn't they, they not in a 60 game season they're exactly. not going to risk anybody getting exactly
2: nope. i mean this team they they want to go back to the playoffs they want to go back to the world series they're not going to be sending him out this early if he wasn't 100%
1: um, the other side of this game, we got Rick Porcello, really low strikeout rate. Um, you know, twelve game slate. I'm going to pass him, Porcello.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really like a guy like you know Trey Turner tomorrow, uh, Juan Soto. Um, yeah, I think guys like that would be great against Porcello.
1: Let me fire up that weather edge tool in the morning and see this game looking good again, and I'll go right back to Washington. They were they were really low owned, like you know, you and I were talking before the show, Trey, Trey Turner was under 10% in, like, every tournament that I had him in, so, um, listen, Trevor Story ended up hitting a home run already, too, but, like, Trey Turner pivot off a story was is still looking really good, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, Mets-Bats, I'm gonna pass in the Mets. Like, you can always try to, like, get a home run-hunter type of play from, you know, when you're facing Scherzer, but, like that's all it is. Like you're, it's one of those like tournament plays again. Like one of those large field tournament plays where you want a guy like under five percent.
2: Listen, Mac, Max is probably going to give up one home run tomorrow because that's what he does. But there's no, there's no point in trying to find who that guy is in my, in my opinion.
1: I don't know who it's going to be. Like <laughs> you don't know who it's going to be. Like you're, you're just taking a, taking a shot in the dark at like who it's going to be. Like all the batted boop. Profile like batted ball profile in the world says play Pete Alonso. So maybe that's the guy. Like Pete Alonso crushes fast fastballs. Max Scherzer has a 94 to 96 monitor fastball on average. That's the guy if you're gonna play someone. There you go. Uh Tampa and Boston. Um, I'm seeing two different reports. I know it's Martin Perez um for the Red Sox, but I've seen multiple reports for who's gonna start this game for Tampa. It sounds like it's going to be Anthony Banda starting. We don't know how deep he'll go. Um,
2: I also maybe saw that it could be Diego Castilla.
1: But he's more—he's a reliever, isn't he?
2: Yeah, and I think he might be the opener.
1: Yeah, so he might open and then – yeah, this is just a – we're going to put a question mark. Um, probably not going to play whoever it is, to be honest. Um, like I said, like if you want to play like a Banda – um, as like the cheapest guy on the slate, just to get there. The Red Sox were actually hitting the ball a little bit, um, on Tuesday or Monday, and like Sunday, JD was making hard contact. So maybe this is the spot to get on the Red Sox. Who knows?
2: Yeah, I mean they're they're bound to go off. I don't, I don't know if you know. There's a there's a lot of loaded offenses on the slate. Um, I'd like to see exactly what the Rays plan on do for pitching, but I mean. Banda, J.D., I think J.D. could easily – you know, you know, he's a lefty masher, so I got no issue with J.D.
1: Yeah, like, we saw um, Anthony Banda with the Diamondbacks, I'm pretty sure. It was uh, 2016 or 2017, so, like, we've seen him a little bit. And um, he was more of a fly ball guy, but he didn't give up a ton of home runs, so he ran a little – ran a little good. Um, so – but, yeah, like, on the Red Sox side of things – I don't love Martin Perez. I like lefties against Tampa. Um, Like, I guess that is a slight argument to play Martin Perez. Um, He's 6,100. And and like we were talking about like in this price range, like he just put up 19 points against this team in Tampa. Um, If you could tell me right now, I could get 19 points again at 6,100. I'd jump all over it, but he is I guess boom bust maybe
2: yeah i mean he's he's definitely somebody that you could use there there are a couple people that i like coming up that i i prefer um but i mean he's certainly he certainly is viable
1: he's not a bad option like if you want to play him here i wouldn't talk you off of it he's in play at 6100 um tampa bats Here's the thing. They can kind of, like, Diaz, Jose Martinez, Renfro, um, like, Margot. Like, they can go, like, Zanino. They, they have a lot of right-handed bats that they could throw at Martin Perez here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually really wouldn't mind a little Renfro uh, because Perez just doesn't strike anybody out.
1: Zanino, too. Zanino's another guy that has a massive K rate. Right. um against lefties like that has power so like maybe those guys but a one-off is always one of my favorites against left-handed pitching like i played him with the padres um anyway that's new to the podcast like this guy is a guy that's been a staple on this podcast for years against left-handed pitching so um boston if it is going to be bandy like you play the righties here um you know xander's hard. really
2: heating out too yep so
1: JD hit a home run finally. Yeah, about time. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you you target more of the righties here. Vasquez got the day off on Monday, so he should be back in the lineup. Pilar could potentially bet lead off again. Um, so I think you definitely look at some of these right-handed bats for the Red Sox here. Uh, Twins and Brewers. Matt Whistler against Josh L- Lumblum, Lid Blum, Lynn Blum. Uh, I'm gonna mess that up all year. Um, Matt Whistler, old old Atlanta Braves guy. Um, any interest in him? Uh, absolutely not. No, he's not gonna like. He's not gonna be pitching deep, right? Like, didn't they move into the bullpen? Is this is yeah, like an it, opener he, situation. I, I, yeah, and I
2: believe that that it Smeltzer is also gonna. Oh pitch. gosh. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Listen, I like playing pitchers against Milwaukee, but yeah, not not Devin Smeltzer, like. If we get news that like Whistler's going to pitch and pitch deep and like actually like in a starter role here, I don't hate him to be honest. Um this Milwaukee lineup is it it's a hot mess. Yeah, um, I, I think
2: I think Whistler's just going to be the opener.
1: Yeah. Well, they had um Alcala, uh, Alcala as like the opener on DraftKings, So we'll have to see what this looks like. Um any interest in Josh Lindblom here? I mean, I, I I think he's
2: decent. Um, I think he's kind of like in the same boat as Perez that, you know, if you're playing a large field GPP, you know, he's, wor- he's worth a shot. But, I mean, the Twins are just so loaded. Um, I just – I don't see myself doing it.
1: Yeah, this team is so good. And, and like, Josh Lindblom, he's come back from the KBO, and he's been really, really solid against righties, and he's pitched well. But this team is just – this team is loaded, um, you know, and, and, like, he's really had some struggles with lefties. Like, he's going to face Kepler, Polanco, Rosario, Marwin Gonzalez. Like, lefties that can beat you. So, I'm probably going to pass on him here. Like, I, I've I've used him a bunch um, already to start the season. Like, he pitched really well against the White Sox last time out, had seven strikeouts. But White Sox are not the twins. Um Hey, the twins lefties are in play here, and if you're if you're playing to the lefties, like you throw in Cruz or Sano to make it a full on, you know, five man stack.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Cruz is just just a mash of both sides.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting spot. Um, any interest in the Brewers bats? I think they're going to be a pass for me. Listen, it is Smeltzer, um but man, I just. I, I can't do it. I really can't. Like, Yelich is at that price where he's super playable. Maybe you play Yelich. Yeah, as I mean, you, you,
2: but... you do get a little bit of a discount on Yelich, but I mean, it's just, I think with such a big slate, it's just I don't think I can one off him tomorrow.
1: He's hot though too. Like home runs in what three of the last four, four last five games. Like he's he's starting to warm up at the plate, and that's the time to usually play him. So. He's cheap enough I think you can play him as a one-off here. Um, but we'll have to see what the pitching situation looks like, um, obviously. Um, course Field, we got Arizona at Colorado. Zach Gollan against Kyle Freeland. Um, let's start here with Zach Gollan. I'm a huge Zach Gollan fan. I think this kid is super talented. Um, I said this so much last year when he was at the Marlins. I still think that trade was so dumb on their part. Um, just too much talent to give up. In my opinion, uh, any interest here in Zach Gollin going into cores?
2: I mean, listen, he's, he's a fabulous leverage play, but I mean, it's just personally, I play single entries and three max GPPs, so I won't be going there. But if you're playing, a, you know, one of those huge GPPs and he's going to come in at 2%, I think that's great.
1: It, his um his second game with arizona last year after he got traded from the marlins was in cores and four innings nine hits two home runs um nothing good no, three strikeouts it was it was his second lowest strikeout um performance on the season his second lowest sh- um strikeout performance that like he actually pitched deep like there was a game against washington when he first got called up that he didn't pitch deep so like it, We say this all the time. Stuff just doesn't move as much um, in cores as it does other places. And, like, this is a dude that uses a cutter, uses a curveball. Like, he uses stuff that needs break. So, I'm going to probably pass on Zach Gollan, But I can't wait to play him. It feels like I haven't really had a chance to, like, play him yet this season. Um, Like, he's had some really – Tough matchups and been in some like tough situations. Like he looked really good against Houston and the Dodgers. Like he's had good starts. It's just I'm not playing him in cores here. Uh and then on the other side of this game, um uh, Freeland. That's uh that's a simple, easy pass for me.
2: Yeah, absolutely not for me.
1: Low strikeout guy against in cores. Like um good to see like Arizona's prices went up a little bit. But not Not, enough, nowhere near enough. enough.
2: Not enough, though. I can't believe they did it two days in a row. I mean, I think that's so bad.
1: It's really bad. Escobar is 3,900. Andy Young is 3,900. He should be in the lineup. Uh, If they catch Kelly, he's under 4K. Nick Ahmed, who has hit left-handed pitching for years, is 4K, like – like, imagine if they give, like, Kevin Crona a start at 3,800, like, Arizona. But here's the thing. They were uh, on a nine-game slate where they were clearly supposed to be the chalk. They were under 20%. Yeah,
2: I and mean, this is a 12-game slate. So, ownership's going to be even more spread out. Still, though, I mean, the, these prices are, are really, really bad.
1: You go right back to the well in cash games. You just go right back to the well. You, you go right back. You, you play all these guys again. Like, it's... It's crazy how easy it's going to be to play. Like LeCastro, um, he hit second against the lefty last time they faced a lefty. So like, and and
2: La Castro be... and Young are both twenty five hundred on FanDuel. So I mean, you Jeez. can you, yeah, so you can play both those guys with Scherzer, no problem.
1: Um, I'm home run chasing on the Rockies side. I don't know if I'm gonna full stack them. I I respect how good and talented Zach Allen is. Like, I think you home run chase. Maybe you play like two or three of these guys. You don't. I don't five man stack the Rockies in this spot. Not at the prices. Like, if they were if they were cheap, like Arizona, it, I think it's super easy to say, hey, just play them. But like Arenado, sixty two, Story, sixty one, Blackman, six K, Dolls, fifty five hundred. Like your your home run chasing um on the Rockies today.
2: Yeah, I mean you you can they're just they're just so expensive compared to the other side of this game. And and Gallen is so much better of a pitcher than than Freeland. So yeah, the Rockies are are great always in cores, but I think they're just way too expensive.
1: Uh Seattle at Texas, Marco Gonzalez against Mike Minor. Um still waiting like You know, this game is just getting started on Monday night. You know, we're recording Monday night. So I'm still like – I want to – I'm really going to be paying attention to see, like, what the roof open does because we really haven't had many games in Texas with the roof open with the new ballpark. Um, So, like, I'm going to wait patiently and see what this looks like with the roof open um, and, and, like, how much run protection – or run production is in this game. Um, I Either way – I don't really have a ton of interest in Marco Gonzalez. He's not a big K guy.
2: He isn't a big K guy, but he, he does a really good job of suppressing hard contact. So I I think he – I like him more than Perez or Lindblom. Uh And he's, you know, he's only 6,600. So I, I think he's above those two other guys for me. And also he's above, you know, a guy like Gio. All
1: right. I I get it. Um that's fair i just and, and like texas they they have a lot of um left-handed bats that they leave in there against um lefties yeah too, I, that's the so. thing i think
2: he, i think marco can neutralize their 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 best lefty uh power guys so i <laughs> i think for me Mar marco is you know a, he's just my preferred guy in that you know between six and eight range
1: no it's fine um I have a counter-argument for Joey Gallo, but we're going to talk Mike Minor first. Um, any interest here in Miner?
2: Uh, I mean, I prefer him over guys like Wheeler and, and guys like um, – who else was it? Oh, um, I don't know. I, I like him more than Wheeler, but I just think he's just he's just too expensive, and it's going to be hard to pay up at both spots. He is 7,500 over on FanDuel, which is pretty nice, but I just think it's too easy to pitch uh, Max over there.
1: Yeah, so it's so interesting. It's so hot in Texas. I cannot believe they opened the roof. Um but we'll see. Um I, I think Miner is a really interesting play. Um I don't know if I like him more than Wheeler. Like that these are the guys that like I'm kind of on the fence on. Like well the the big thing for me is Bundy. Yeah, Bundy is the guy, right? I, you know, like, I it, mean,
2: me- you know, it's like I I I'm not sure if I like Miner more than Bundy.
1: Well, I like my I I like Bundy more than both of those guys, but I think I like Wheeler more than Minor right now. And that's kinda of why I was hesitant when I started to like think about uh Wheeler more. But like when you're looking at Seattle, you know, Nola he's always a guy that I like to play and nobody plays him. Like I I think Nola's in play here as far as the bats go, but I probably won't stack Seattle by any means.
2: No, I, I won't have I won't have a lot of exposure to this game other than I feel like Marco.
1: Um, Texas side of things, uh, any interest in the Texas bats?
2: No, like I said, I, I think I'm going to be quite overweight on Marco, so I think I'll be avoiding all the Texas bats.
1: See, I think Joey Gallo is probably one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate just because Marco Gonzalez, like you said, will, like, you know – Take some power away from these guys. But anytime you get a 13% K rate, a, a guy against Joey Gallo, like Gallo is just a guy when he makes contact and he hits it hard, it, it's either going to be a double or a home run. Like this dude doesn't hit singles. So he has a 449 ISO with a 40% K rate against left handed pitching since the start of last season. So. I I like him against Marco Gonzalez. Profile-wise, this is the type of guy that I want to play Joey Gallo against because he's not going to blow it by him. So if he makes contact on like an 80, 80, what is it, 87, 88-mile-an-hour pitch from Gonzalez, like Gallo can take anybody deep, but you you definitely like him more against the guys that don't strike people out. So I really like Gallo here, but – I don't like it's a one off. Like you don't have to stack Texas against Marco Gonzalez. Like for some reason, if the roof is open, take a shot. These guys are cheap.
2: Right. And you know, and if at sixty six hundred, if Marco gives up a couple runs, it's not the end of your day. So you right. know, I mean, you could you could absolutely play a couple one offs from Texas. I don't hate that at all.
1: Uh Giants and Astros, Tyler Anderson against Brandon Beleak. Um Belak. Any interest here in Anderson? No, not not at all. No, not for me. No low K low low strikeout guy, um, lefties and righties under you know just overall around 19 percent. Not a huge K guy, so gonna pass on Anderson here against Houston, a team that doesn't strike out anyway. There's gonna be a lot of contact in this spot, um, and then Brandon Belak on the other side of this game. I don't know what to do with like he's 7500. He threw 82 pitches against Arizona in his last start. Just really more like when I I watched some of that start and it's like he was trying to hit bats instead of throw the ball past people. And, like, it's really hard to make an argument on a 12-game slate for someone that's going to hit bats instead of strike people out.
2: True, but, you know, this guy is the Astros' uh, number seven prospect. And so he, he might be a year early, but I think this matchup is so soft and you know i think the big thing with him is his control but if he can get that kind of uh under control against the giants then i think this could actually be a really good spot for him
1: the walks worry me like the
2: the walks worry me too you know but i'm just just the matchup is so good i don't i don't think i think he's got to make the list for your gpp teams
1: I could I, I think I can agree. Like the swinging strike rate suggests a lot more than the stri- strikeout rate. So maybe some positive regression coming in that aspect. So um any Giants bats that you like here? Not for me. Yeah. Um I don't think I don't I'm going to have...
2: play many Giants this year at all.
1: I have stacks of them everywhere on Monday. Um, by everywhere, I play on. I play on three sites, and I play th- one to three teams on each site. So when I say everywhere, on I have exposure to them on at least one team on every site. So um, Yaz is always a guy, but at fifty nine hundred, I think too much on this slate. Um, I liked it a lot more because McCullers was like twenty three percent projected ownership on Monday. So like that's why I got exposure to the Giants. Yeah, so it's
2: a really, it's a really good
1: leverage play. Um, any interest in the Astros bats? It's not uh, working out, by the way, right now. Yet McCullers actually looks really good to start the game. But anyway,
2: <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm a huge Alex Bregman guy, but I, I just I think that the the prices are just so high that I I think I'll probably pass.
1: Uh, is Springer going back, be, it's, is Springer yeah. back yet? He's banged up. I don't like it. It's I'm pretty sure it's a day to day thing. He was taking BP Monday is uh, the last report that came out on him.
2: Yeah, because he's he's under 5K, and I I do really like that price for him if he's back.
1: I know uh, Jordan Alvarez is getting close to can't wait. Um, love that guy. Listen, mm-hmm. here's the thing yeah. about like this matchup for the Astros. They are an interesting five man stack because there's going to be a ton of contact here. Like, they're a team that makes a ton of contact. Anderson doesn't throw the ball by anybody. Again, like, I I keep saying this about lefties. This dude throws in the 90s. He doesn't throw in the mid 90s or high 90s. Like, lefties that throw in the mid 90s against a right handed heavy team like the Astros is in trouble. So, I think the Astros as a stack is in play. I think there's going to be a lot of contact made in this game. It really just is like, what is what's gonna happen? Is the is the contact going to be home run contact or is the contact gonna be singles and doubles? So um I think they're they're a stack I, I have written down um on the slate.
2: Yeah, and if, if Springer's back, you can get him, um, you know, Guriel and Correa all for under five K, which is you know absolutely affordable. So I really do like that.
1: Athletics and Angels, we got Mike Fires against Dylan Bundy. Um, any interest here in fires? Absolutely not. Not for me, no. No, I'm going to pass on Mike Fires to really just not showing that strikeout stuff anymore, getting towards the end of his career. Um, Bundy, like we're seeing a a completely different Dylan Bundy. Um, Change of scenery has been great for him so far. Um, New pitching coach, I'm guessing, working with these guys. Like It was Seattle last time out, but a complete game 107 pitch outing against any team is impressive nowadays. So um dylan bundy you know we just keep going back to the well on him here and you know like i've said this is always a spot where you know this team is really beatable more against righties than they are against lefties
2: yeah i mean i I never thought i'd see dylan bundy within 1100 dollars of max scherzer so to me that's just crazy but i mean he's he's been paying it off and you know he, he went against the same oakland team and Put it up 28 DK against them. So, I mean, he's – I guess he's viable, but it's just – I feel like it's going to be really hard to pay for two expensive pitchers tomorrow. So, yeah, I guess you could – you you know, if you're worried about Max's hamstring, you could pivot to a guy like Bundy.
1: In cash games, it, it I, I think you try to play both of them um, because – there'll be a cheap catcher that pops up and Arizona is so cheap that like, I feel like you're not going to sacrifice much. I think cash games, you probably end up with like four or five Arizona bats and both of these guys. So, um, on DraftKings anyway, but we'll, we'll see how it all like kind of plays out. I'm just saying like, it, it seems like a spot that with Arizona's pricing, it's, it's, freaking too easy let's just be honest it's just too easy to make these expensive pitchers work so um let's talk bats anything on oakland standing out to you
2: no i I don't think i'll be i'll be touching oakland tomorrow
1: yeah probably like a, a stay away spot for me too um you know just i on paper i don't really love this spot um outside of you know maybe like olsen but on the angel side of things like I think you you can make a strong argument for like a 3 or 4 man um or even like a 5 man angel stack against Fires because he doesn't typically like strike people out and like Mike Trout's going to hit a home run against him he profiles yeah. amazing
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean Mike Trout's I mean obviously Mike Trout's the the best player in baseball, but I mean tomorrow especially against Mike Fires I would definitely be over, try to be overweight on him.
1: Yeah, like fire's been uh, reverse splits for years now, and and trout, um, like I love just... I love
2: Rendon tomorrow too.
1: Yeah, like then you throw in like Listella or Atani and like Goodwin or Poolhouse, like you can make an angel stack here for sure.
2: Yeah, they're they're one of my preferred you know
1: non-core stacks. All right, gotta write. Make sure I write that down. Uh, Padres and Dodgers, Garrett Richards, Ross Stripling, um, any interest here in Richards? Nope, not. that's an easy cross off for me. Listen, this is the guy we expected to, that thought we were going to see on Monday. I've already kind of talked about this situation on yesterday's podcast. Love Dodgers again. Um, same reasoning that I said yesterday, uh, Ross Stripling, Stripling has been, you know, solid, you know, since last season. And, um, like there are some strikeouts here, uh, any interest here in Stripling?
2: See, Stripling's to me more of my SP2 cash type play. You know, he, he's—I I know yeah. the Padres are better now, but they're still—they're still strike out an above-average rate, and Stripling's got a much bigger leash now from Dave Roberts. So I kind of—I really—I really like Stripling.
1: I can see that. I'm—I I was just saying, like, I think it's—it's. It's really simple to make that work. That's all I was saying. Like Bundy and no, Shursor. Oh, but
2: absolutely. No, it it, it is. I, I just just for me, I think Stripling's my SP two cash guy as of right now.
1: Yeah, I like stripping. Um you know like I went all in on Dustin May on every team that I built on DraftKings on two pitcher sites. So um Listen, I think I think Stripling's definitely in play. He has really good numbers um, across the board against righties and lefties. He's going to give up a couple runs here. It's just I think he does enough outside of giving up a couple runs where he pays off this price. Um, I just think any it's, inter- his,
2: floor is so sta- his, his floor is so stable in this matchup, I think.
1: Um, any bats here for the Padres that you like? No, not for the Padres. Not for me, no. All right, I'm going to throw a name out there just because he's actually hitting the ball really, really well, and he's 2300, and that's Jake Cronenworth. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he can keep going at this pace. Like, dude's hitting 350. Um, he's 2300. Anybody that's hitting three for 350 should not be 2300. Um, hits like sixth or seventh in this lineup most nights, but I'll take the price. Like, I, I think he's super cheap uh, for a guy that's got at least one hit in eight of eight of ten games.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, and that's the type of player that you need if you want to pay up, you know, for, you know, two expensive pitchers.
1: Yeah, like good thing like you can um you can play, oh, you can't play Kettle Marte in the outfield anymore. Just kidding. So you have to choose like, do you want Kettle Marte or Cronenworth? Um, it's all about making the lineup work overall. So, hey, listen, the Dodgers. I, I said this yesterday. Um. Richards gives up so much hard contact and the Dodgers have so much power and they hit so many fly balls. Like I'm going right back to the well on loading up on the Dodgers on this slate.
2: You and I both love the Dodgers every single night. Uh, don't forget about a guy like AJ Pollock. Cause I think Richards is a pretty split neutral guy and Pollock's only 3,500 usually bats around sixth, you know, and then there's obviously guys like Jock and Mookie and, and, and Bellinger.
1: Yeah, like just load up on the spot. This is such a good spot. So um let's play the morning grind game. We I feel like we, we went got through those games so quick today. It's nice. Um morning grind game under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Uh who you got today?
2: Under eight K. Yep. Uh Stripling. All
1: right. I could have wrote that down. I figured that's who you're gonna take. Um I don't like a lot of these guys at all. Um Just because this team, I don't even want to take him. Give me give me Perez to get exactly 6, just cuz Tampa strikes out so much against left-handed pitching. Um he probably doesn't get there though. Um over 8k to score under 15, who's your bust at the top today?
2: Over 8k. Oh. Well, that's, that's easy. Is that too easy? There's two, uh, lots there.
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to go fires.
2: Yeah. That's the other one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, th- There was two options there for me. Like oh, yeah. those guys are instant <laughs> cross-offs for me. Like Tuki Tassan, yeah. as we were going, um, he makes a little bit more sense for tournaments. So, uh, over 4k, not in cores to hit a home run. Who do you got?
2: Uh, I guess I'll take the easy route. Actually, I'll go. I'll go Kunia.
1: All right, I like that one. I've already said it. I love Joey Gallo today. I think Joey Gallo goes yard against uh, Marco Gonzalez. Um, under four K, not in cores to get two hits. Usually, we don't have to worry about people in cores being under two K and getting two hits. But uh, seeing that the Arizona <laughs> Diamondbacks are free again, uh, we have to worry about it. <laughs>
2: um, I think I'm going to go with AJ Pollock.
1: I like that call. You know, you mentioned you know a little bit of reverse splits or splits neutral from Richards. Um, that's definitely the case. So, I like that call. I was looking through this list and trying to find someone and was struggling to find someone. Um, give me Cronenworth at twenty three hundred because I just said his name and I can't think of anybody else right now. So. Um, Give me a stack to score six or more runs on this slate.
2: Uh, I'm going to go the Angels. Assuming that we can't pick people from cores.
1: Nah, you can't stack cores. That's yeah, too Southern, easy.
2: Southern Angels.
1: Uh, let's see. There's so many stacks that I like on this slate. I said Dodgers yesterday. I don't want to go Dodgers two days in a row. Uh, give me the Cubs. I think the Cubs break out of their little slump, and they um, – big game from the Cubs today, so – uh, any over under or any money line or anything standing out to you? We only have like um, two or three of them posted uh, as of right now. So I haven't
2: seen any yet. The, uh,
1: the Braves, um, the Yankees are a minus one seventy seven. The over under is ten. Uh, the the Orioles uh, over under is nine, and Phillies like Zach Wheeler is a huge favorite. Cubs are a dog. Like that's this it's easy right there. We're both going to take it. It's the only line that we have. The Cubs money line. Cubs plus 130. Um oh, that's not
2: bad at all. Yeah, I would be okay with that.
1: I'm going to lock that in as my sharp side lock like right now. Um yeah, so yeah. That's awesome. we're, we're we're just going to take it. We're a combined effort today. Um Cubs plus 130. Like I just said the Cubs to score six or more, so I feel like I like had to. So All right, Tim, we're going to get out of here. Any final thoughts before we do?
2: No, I'm ready to go. Thank you so much, Stevie.
1: Uh, Thanks for joining me. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Hope everyone has a great night. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.